Hi guys, and welcome to the podcast, What the Writer Showed Me. On today's episode, we have my friend Dami. Um, Dami is an architect, um, she's a graphic designer, and for, for my opinion, she's very big on volunteering. Um, hope you guys enjoy this episode. Welcome, Dami. Hi. Yeah, how's your day going? Hi, Alistair. Um, it's not bad, it's a chill Saturday for the most part. Good, good, good. Um, welcome to the podcast. Um, so today we're talking about two books, two books you like, um, or two books you've read. Um, please, what are your two books for us? The first book is a book that we will be read, right? It's called Mistborn by Brandon Sanderson. Yeah, The Final Empire. An interesting fact about Brandon, there was this series this fantasy series that i started reading as a teenager i haven't finished it but the series had like 12 books okay. it's called the wheel of time series and it was written okay. by what's this guy's name robert jordan okay and robert jordan dies i believe us and robert jordan dies before he finishes writing the series and allegedly i found at the end of this book that brandon sanderson is actually the person that completes this series for him oh, and wheel of time is probably one of the best fantasy series i've read ever in my whole life wow. yeah so that was yeah so it was it was quite nice you know it felt like a full yeah. circle moment to finish yeah. the book and find out that i was was this guy wow. yeah wow that's crazy man <laughs> so fun fact yeah uh, then, mm-hmm. do you know who recommended this book to me um it was Ooh, israel. No. israel it oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah so i think i i was seeing a lot of brand and seen books um series stormlight or lightbringer then this one mistborn then i asked him like which one would you recommend for somebody that doesn't really want to read or something short i was like oh i should read the first book in the Miss Bond series that's the final empire that he, he didn't really like the later part of the series compared to the other Brown Stevenson series but he said this is a good start so yeah that's why I actually picked up the book shout out to Israel yep shout out to Israel so um would you like to give us a brief summary of the book um well the book is set in a on a planet right on a on a world yeah. i don't it doesn't really tell us about this world it just tells yeah. us about the empire yes. that owns or, or you know runs this world and the empire is called because the ruler is allegedly immortal yeah he cannot be killed he has lived forever yeah, yeah. So and so it's assumed that he will like, yeah is it like a, a thousand years or a hundred years or so i think a thousand years right that the the old the old scenario of the world changed i i'm not i think certain, i think yeah i think actually. it's like a, a thousand years um where the old state of the world changed because in the world um it's always raining ashes right or mist or oh, what's it really? it's always raining like ashes yeah no Yes, Ash Mount is yes. the mountain I think that emits this ash. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so go on. Yeah, so we start out meeting 
a rebel, right? So first thing you have to understand in this world is that there are different, I guess, races, but there is, I think there, there are really two races. There's the, there's the terrorist men, and then you have, and then you have the people, right? I'm just going to call them people because while it does say that the noblemen and then there's Ska, it seems, appears to me that, yeah, appears to me that Ska and noblemen are the same race. There is no difference between them. The only difference is, yeah, lineage. So it's like a caste system, really, where the Ska are taught to be lesser than, in quotes, human, because they are not from the right, they don't have the right bloodline. But yeah. they're the same as the women, right? Yeah. And then you have the terrorist men who we find out about later on yeah. in the story. Mm. Yeah. yeah okay. uh, so let me yeah. just add one more thing about the story. So the story, the main part of the story is where, like, as she said, there's like a form of caste system between this car and the nobleman. Then at the top of it all is the Lord Ruler that is, is presumed to be immortal. So the story is about a group of a group of a crew of people trying to overthrow the Lord Ruler, the old caste system, because they are from the they are from this car part of the caste system, and they they've been oppressed for a millennia. Yeah, so there are two main there's there are like two main characters in a way. A, a lady called Vin. A in young, a way, yeah. A, a young yeah. girl called Vin. Um, I think the story mostly follows her. Then there's a a a form of hero. Um. Well, the, you know, um, his name is Kessler. Um, he's also like Vin's trainer. And this book, one funny thing I found about this book is, you know, most fantasies, the protagonists, they always paint them out to be a good guy. They don't like to cause so much harm. But Kessler, he kills people. Often. <laughs> what do you think Often. I, and, yeah. <laughs> what do you think about that? I think he rationalizes it. He rationalizes it in a way because he, he I think he thinks, of himself as a Peter Pan kind of person. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, steals from the rich does. to give to the poor. So he only kills noblemen. So it must be just because noblemen oppress car and they do worse things to Scar. Yeah. And you have it's basically so they run this car like they run like slaves. They kill them at will. The yep. noblemen sleep with car women and murder them because yeah, you must not yeah. have a half half nobleman um offspring so you kill the women to make sure that they don't get pregnant they, they, you know they can't give birth to offspring by accident and yeah so he rationalizes his murdering basically yeah he does. in that way well i haven't finished yeah. the book though i think you have um I, i'm curious to see how we see how things will play out um um, another thing I want us to like bring out is the type of system because it's a fantasy novel. So let's talk about the fantasy, the magic system. Um, Al- Alomancy, Mistin, Mistborn. Alomancy. Yeah. So what was that? Uh, can you explain? Can you... Yeah, Alomancy is this. Um, it's form of magic that is metal based. You have. Actually, later in the book, we find out that there's something called ferromancy, which is oh. something that terrorist men have, oh. but it's also metal-based. So what happens is the same metal. Yeah, it's crazy. So what happens is you have mistings and mistborn are able to 
channel burn a metal okay. to get some kind of power you have um i mean in the story we just we learned that there are eight key ten in quotes ten metals and then there's the 11th metal and there's this myth around the 11th metal but at the end of the book there's a graph of sorts that actually shows that there are way more than 10 metals and i, I guess if you read more books in the series we'll find out more about the other metals yes wow. But oh god, I feel like I'm really no no no. Just go on. You haven't you haven't really you haven't really told me how yeah. you played out cool. the crew. So that's 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 the spoiler. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool cool cool. Um, so okay. we find out that there there are more metals, but really Alomancy is it's a kind of magic that is metal based, where the magician in quotes the harness of the power is able to burn a specific kind of metal to manipulate physical elements in a way and well yes for the most part yes so each metal so you have, has a specific yeah power, right so okay, yeah so each metal has like its opposite so if let me let me just paint a figurative example if one metal can make you um because if one metal can make you jump another one can make you fall <laughs> that's not it is but yeah so each metal has a yeah power, it's like they, push pull yeah, push pull, push pull. Yeah. Which metal has a power and there's like an opposing push pull. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, there's that. an opposite metal. So you think of it of a like a periodic table of sorts, but with just eight metals. Well, more than eight metals, but you get and each one there's an opposite. You have the soothers and the rioters, the pullers and the pushers. You have the seekers and the smokers, and you also have. Um, what else? There's, there's like the gold. Gold is also like a metal that can be gold oh, I'm, I'm used, burned. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, but the powers are kind of pewter. Pewter is they're fixed for each metal. Yeah. Tin is it tin? Tin, pewter. I believe, tin, yeah, yeah, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Strength, strength and yeah. So pewters are thugs, yes, and tin is for enhancing sight. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So yes, that that's kind of how Alomancy works. And so mystics are people who are able to channel one metal, and then mistborn are like the top of the missing hierarchy because yeah. they can channel all the metals and they have access to all the powers. And so they're superior in that sense. They're not limited to one kind of metal. Yeah. Wow. So Vane and Kelsia are mistborn, and yeah. that is what we find yeah. in this book. Yeah, and being less you have to misborn. Um, so I want to ask you a question. Uh-huh. Now, let me just ask you like a few questions. Yeah, so like, first of all, okay, cool. what surprised you the most about this book? How much dialogue there was. I don't know if it was that, if it's that I've not read a book with a lot of dialogue in a long time, but I felt like everything was discussed. And yeah. I guess it was, I, I don't, I don't know if it's strange for fantasy books which tend to be more prose they're, they're telling a story and yours but it seemed like the, the the way that the story unfolded was through conversations that people had like the way you learned what was going on was that people were talking about it right so you have characters discussing things and yeah i think that that was the thing that felt me it was just like why is there so much dialogue but it didn't detract from the 
the story in any way to be honest i think it was just something that my mind noticed i don't even know if it's i think it's objective to be honest now, but now, yeah now that you mentioned this thing i just i just remembered i was thinking of something else now you mentioned this thing you just added to what i was thinking about i was thinking about how like writing a fantasy novel like you have to be very very creative to think of a whole world i think of so many factors how this thing relates to that thing like just yeah just, it's just about being imaginative then another thing I always, I always that always like strikes me as impressive when it comes to writers is when you write like dialogue because you you have to be able to write dialogue for different characters, different personalities, and because me like if I was mm-hmm. writing dialogue and I'm writing for different people, you might still just know it's the same person that wrote dialogue for different people. But if you're a good writer, you have to mm. be able to like from the characters, the way a character would talk, another character doesn't talk like that. Like, I think it's impressive. I think it's impressive. Yeah. So what you said about world, it's called world building in writing, where okay. you set up the political systems, okay. currency, the mythology, the religions, all of that, language even. Oh. And you have, Go yeah. Now, you just mentioned so you have writers. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I, I yes. <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I'm um, so I'm going to say, I think that. I'm not going to find the book, but I like that guy. I just like him. <laughs> he's, he's mysterious. Okay. Oh my god. No, he's very just mysterious. <laughs> I, I, I liked him. Yeah. And it was, oh, he had like a million religions in his head. He was always trying to convert people. <laughs> so I don't. Well, I think that. So I'll get to Sabbath later. Um. But I think my so what I was trying to say about world building is I think that it's really like you said it's I think it takes a masterful writer to be able to build a world that you believe in because yes. you have the uh, yeah so a book that I've read for instance that had the most amazing world building is Dune. Oh, I see. I don't know what. It, yes, yes. Wow. Dune's philosophy, religion, everything it makes sense like mm-hmm. it just doesn't it's not just it's not it's not just sensible and logical it's it's like realistic it seems very it's a complete story okay. and you 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 fall like it just takes you completely mm-hmm. like swallows you up completely and it's all you can immerse yourself in you don't have it just seems like there's an answer to the question and there's this myth there's a story there's this everything has an explanation and the concept of the of Arrakis and you know the planet you're on it, okay. it yeah, it's the... complete yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so you know how here in this in this story the name of the planet I mean it's not important to the story per se because we're not thinking about it as a galaxy of planets yeah. right or you know a solar system yeah. so we just know about the empire but but yeah I think this world in the sense that you have there's a mythology that came up and there's a surprise twist at the end that you can't even foresee that. look yeah yeah but it just the story is so holistic i guess in the way it's written it's surprising thing another thing that stood out to me was you know those little blurbs at the beginning of the chapter like these little snippets of the journal of the lord ruler like yes 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 yeah I, yeah i always found interesting i'm sure it has yes. like a future book or something or what 
No, ruler actually. So before he became the Lord ruler. Yeah. Yeah, which is I mean I can't even tell you about the Lord ruler because that, there's a twist. But the person who was trying to who was the hero in the code. So so the reason the Lord ruler is the Lord ruler is because he's said to have been the one that's followed deepness and saved the world, and so okay. that's why he's a god and he's the Lord ruler because he earned that title yeah. by saving the world. So we have the journals the snippets of the, the journal of the person that became the person that you know became the lord ruler of okay. what we think is the journal of the person okay. and so those snippets just give you yeah so it took a while if i realized oh wait that's actually not kelsey because at first i thought it was kelsey's <laughs> yeah okay journal yeah then i was like oh wait no this must be the lord ruler's journal yeah so that's also interesting because it gives you insight into even the person that the supposed blood ruler and the kind of thinking and I guess tussle that he goes through in come to terms with his own in quotes destiny as it were. Yeah. Oh okay. Interesting, interesting. Okay, so I have like two more questions for the next book. Um the first question cool, is cool, cool. if you could ask the author anything about like the book, the characters, the world, anything, what do you can you think of mm-hmm. the questions ask the um, author? Why did why is allomancy dependent on the metals? Why is it? Because so I guess my question is okay. how how did you come up with a power that is limited? Because you burn up your metals and that's it, you're done, yeah. right? So it's not a limitless sort of magic like as it were, but and is you know there's a wand and you don't run out of spells. I guess it's just your skill. But with allomancy you can be powerful but once your metals are taken from you that's the end so i, I guess I'm, I'm curious as to why I, this is not wrong or right it's just yeah. i'm just curious yeah, about just why normally, that yeah. how did you come up with that and why yeah yeah <laughs> no this one has a power they have a power but this one like you just run out as if it was bioengineered or something okay um okay fair that's a good question um my last question would be um so is there anything like you learned took away or like something that will just remain with you from this book like something that's changed your views or anything like that Uh, let me see so yes i i am trying to see how to answer this question without spoiling it for you Mm. yes don't worry yeah just answer it'll be a big okay so i think that the thing about this is a, this is a statement before i answer the question but i think the thing about fiction that i like most about fiction is that you are able to learn lessons from the struggle of the characters that like you're able to draw lessons from the journey of the characters and in a way it's philosophical right it's yeah yeah, i think that there is value in fiction beyond just a story that you finish and you feel satisfied with the whole propositions and contemplations that writers put in there i guess that make you think about life and 
living and being human and the human condition and all of those deep yeah. things and i think a thing that i like about especially about really good fantasy and science fiction is the really good ones transcend just the science or the mythology or the fantasy and they grab all the philosophy to find maybe some existential answers even while you're reading a good story yes so what do i what did i learn from this book i think i found vin's journey from having Uh, gone through life believing that anyone can betray you right because she was trained by a brother to believe anyone can betray you so you must be ready to leave never trust anybody to becoming the person that could join a crew of trusting people and learn a new way of thinking to be very intense because i well i guess that it's maybe it teaches you that if that you know there are good people in the world and you just you, you find the right tribe and when you find the right yeah. tribe you're able to not just become a better person and achieve some kind of self-actualization in that sense but also unlearn or you know yeah. like good people prove wrong the bad things you believed about the world yeah yeah so that that, that part of the journey yeah yeah okay good okay so yeah that's 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 good um so sorry no no like i'm just i'm just like thinking i'm just like thinking anything that like people's views can be changed because sometimes you meet some people that believe that i ah, know everything everything in this world is bad or things like oh no every rich person in this yeah world, every rich person in this world must have done something bad or able to be rich like they don't believe people can be rich honestly and and my mind i'm just like ah, hey, what what have you been through yeah what have you been oh the people that have all the, yeah. yeah or people that have stereotypes about a particular group of people or type of people yeah. and then the, that's what they yeah. run right. by yeah. and because yeah they experience the the other side or the better side the opposite side of what they believe they've not experienced enough of it yeah okay fair um well, we've actually spent a lot mm-hmm. of time on this book. It's like we spent time like we this for like two books, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Um, so quality book. Quality book. Let's move on to your second book, which is my second book for this episode. Really, is a book that I'm still reading. Okay. But it's a book I already really like and it's called Discipline is Destiny by Brian Holiday. I am a bit of a stoic at heart even though I don't do all my readings and I don't diligently apply old things. I forget sometimes I'm an imperfect philosopher. (laughs) But the reason I'm drawn to stoicism is because I think it's very practical philosophy for life and I find that there are between the tenets of my religion which is Christianity and Stoic philosophy and I have to explain that when I say this but what I mean is there are insights that I have gleaned from reading Stoic texts that I find align with truths that I believe from the Bible and so I I I mean yes that's it that's I think that's that's really 
what I'm trying to say there. And I, I think that the two books that explain this so well are one ancient Christian text called The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis and the Stoic counterpart, I think, yeah, the Stoic counterpart to it is The Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. And when you read the two books, there's something in the pattern of the right. of the text and of their musings and of their reflections that just are so alike. And I, I, I just think that the Bible inspires all philosophy, Loki. Yeah, that's that's the conclusion I've reached. I'm, I'm very, so yeah, that that was yeah, the example. Yeah, the first person I'm saying that read like it, Thomas Aquinas book. I didn't even know he had books. I'm... As in, really, Thomas Aquinas? Aquinas. No, it's not. It's not Aquinas. Okay, yeah, okay, not okay, okay, okay. John Aquinas. I think. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, this is an old. Um, what's he now? I don't I think it was like a monk or something. I don't even remember, but it was a book that was gifted to me years ago and it was it was a very it was a timely gift, I'll say. Yeah. Okay. Um Yeah. So can you give us like a brief summary of this book by Ryan Holiday? Yes. Ryan Holiday is a modern story philosopher and the book is part of a series that he's writing on the four cardinal virtues of stoic philosophy and um, so the book starts out of course explaining what the four virtues are courage temperance justice wisdom right yeah so like i said the four-part series this is the second first book in the series called courage is calling and this is called discipline is destiny okay so this so, has to do with temp- temperance yeah yeah temperance self-control discipline yeah okay um what's your um favorite let me ask you two questions here so what's your favorite part of the book and what's your least favorite like what's your favorite your your favorite idea and least favorite idea if i should if I put it that way well i think with this book it's hard to say what the least favorite idea is okay because the entirety of the idea that is it's important that you discipline yourself because that's how you find freedom and nobody can hold anything about over you if you're not dependent on anything right and that's the key stoic philosophy the idea that you i know it's there's this um what yeah you're not attached to anything so you yes you're not a slave to anything you're not attached to anything and i think that once more look i think that apostle paul talks about this where he says you know i have gone through a lot i am content in plenty and and through sufferings, through beatings, and all of that, you know, you know, when he says, when Apostle Paul says that thing about, you know, in plenty, and when I have little, I am content regardless. I can't remember the exact verse or how he says it. I'm paraphrasing very generously here, but I think that he speaks to something that is key to stoicism, which is you make yourself familiar with the worst condition possible so that when it actually happens, you are not afraid because you faced it you know and then i know that historically there's the idea of on purpose so eating a meal that 
and i guess that like, it's not something that you have to be in excess really to practice it but the idea of fasting for instance as a christian practice of course it's a religious practice but you know if you fasted there is no you can't go somewhere and you know you're you haven't eaten maybe or you haven't you've skipped a meal maybe and then you're like someone is threatening to not give you food it's like i what is yeah. food yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you get yeah 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 so yeah that's so that is what discipline is the temperance the stoic idea of becoming familiar with discomfort so that you are able to weather the cold situations much more easily yeah now, now that you now that you mentioned it there's a lot of similarities i know you, the, you, you see the similarities between stoicism and christianity and there's a lot of similarity between stoicism and also being like a monk because those guys they they are disciplined you know they are they are disciplined i think that it's a practice really of abstaining i guess and of religious devotion that's what that's what being a monk is do you do you yeah. do, do you do you normally reread books like um like a book you read for do you go back to read it again how, how often do you read books i think it depends on the book i uh, i don't think i have actively reread a of work of fiction okay fair. before but yeah but with more instructive text, I would say more instructive in the sense that I mean non-fiction that I think you know, I want to go back over the highlights because I think they're important. I think that I read those, I have reread a, num- a couple of those, not not a large number, but a couple of them. So yes. You, you see yourself reading this one in the future? I think so. I think I'm going to read the entire series. The series is still in the works, so this is the second book. I think the third is underway, so I will reread the entire series. Mostly because it's, yeah, it's, I think that with, I mean, the reason we read the Bible often, right? There are lessons in there that you want to keep close to your heart. Read it until it becomes a part of you. Yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to ask you a question I asked for the previous book also. So if you could ask the author any question, what would it be? That is interesting, actually. Uh, I don't know what to ask Brian Holiday. I interact a lot with... I, I interact with Brian Holiday's work a lot, I think. And I guess... My question to him would be why? <laughs> why stoicism? And I, the thing is, even when I ask this, I think that in some way there is a vague answer, a vague possible answer that he would give to this because, like I said, stoicism is very practical philosophy. And when you get into it, you really see the value in, in learning or becoming familiar with some of the wisdom and the lessons that it presents. But I think be fascinated by his first encounter with Stoicism and what that did for him and why it turned him into this, you know, modern Stoic philosopher, as it would bear. Yes. Okay. Am I just, am I just um, listen to this podcast and send you a meal? 
<laughs> well, fair, fair, fair. I would like to hear that story, Ryan, if you ever listen to this. Yeah, well, I mean, you you can just you can just tweet at him when you might reply. I don't know. I didn't think about it. I don't know. I I feel like I feel like he's spoken about it somewhere okay. in one of his newsletters or somewhere else. Yeah. Is there any? Um, okay, no. Let me ask you this: Did the book strike you as original? That's a so really that the book presents is not new. Yeah. We there are a million and one books about self-discipline yeah. at this point. Yeah. However, the approach to the story draws from. It, there's a lot of it's original to me because it's a new approach to explaining why this thing is even important it doesn't prescribe a way for you to be disciplined it just tells you why there's value in it and i guess that and saran is methodical in the way he writes he does a lot of research so as you read the book there is there is a story, I mean, we go over a story of Lou Gehrig, who was a an American baseballer, I believe. And I've never come across Lou Gehrig before. We all know Babe Ruth, I think. Babe Ruth is maybe, in terms of name, more familiar to me. But he goes in depth into why and how Lou Gehrig was able to have such a lustrous career and the amount of discipline that it took as a model for explaining discipline brings to yeah so his work methodical in that sense there's a lot of research a lot of biographical information i always always like that right drawn from people's lives yeah yeah that's good yes so i think in that way it's original because it's not a 10 steps to be (laughs) self-disciplined or what you need to do it just It's just philosophy and stories. Seems like fun. Seems like fun. Thank you. Thank you for that. Is there anything other you like to add? Well, I'll say two quotes from from the books. One from the first book, and one from the second book. Yeah, I mean, there's so many quotes from the second book because obviously it's lots of it, so everything is like yeah. highlighted. The entire book is with is full of wisdom. There's a quote that strikes me from Discipline is Destiny that says, I talked about the reason why discipline is important, and I guess. It, it kind of ties freedom and self-discipline in a way, okay. right? So the quote just says, uh, it's a it's a paragraph okay. and the quote part is what I'll highlight. So the paragraph just talks about, just says, a Spartan king was once asked what the Spartans got from their Spartan habits. Okay. I'm sure we are familiar with the Spartans. Yeah. They lived very bare lives. And his response is a quote, it says, freedom is what we reap from this way of life <laughs> and 
I guess that once my ties back to that thing about if you're comfortable with discomfort, yes. there's not a lot that anyone can hold over you. Like if yeah. you know, yeah, if you're already used to your, you've come to terms with what the worst of your situation could be. Okay. Yeah, you're kind of set free from your dependence on your lifestyle. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and then the second, the second quote right from Mistborn is. Is something that started or stays. I don't know which one okay, right. says to Vin. Yeah, says to Vin at the end, close to the end, okay. before the you know the final hurrah, mm. the last in the last part of the book, and he says, "What is belief? What is faith? If you don't continue in it after failure?" Ah. And I think, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay, okay. So I think that in a way, it's it's well maybe for for me once more I'm I'm Christian and historic, more Christian and I guess that it's instructive because you know the idea of faith is mm. that you know you believe and then everything is good mm. but maybe the 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 work in believing is believing even when things aren't good and you know wrong you still you still believe that god is good and everything is working out basically just you know yeah so that's those are two quotes i'm going to end with and i hope you read the books and you find something instructive there thank you very much dami um i'll really be taking away these two quotes um i'm so happy i did this episode with you thank you for coming to the show Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Thank you all for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this particular episode, please send it to someone you know to listen to it. You could also subscribe so you get to see more episodes. Thank you very much.